Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. Welcome back. I am so excited because this week we are wrapping up our three-part mini-series on how our gut health impacts our immune health. The first one gave you an overview of how our microbes work to protect us, and the second one gave us two major ways we hurt ourselves, through chemicals and antibiotics in our agricultural practices, and then, of course, eating the food that has been sprayed with chemicals and had antibiotics on it. That's where we are. Now, since the gut is so critical to our health, this episode is going to be all about how we can mitigate that damage and start healing. Remember, our cells operate on a wireless network like cell phones do, but they depend on cell towers, right? Outside of the phone, outside of the cells. And those towers are the fungus, the bacteria, and the microorganisms in our bodies. So we gotta heal that for our network to be working clearly. So what can we do to turn this thing around? Got to save our fungus. The cool thing is we can do a lot and our bodies will heal themselves. Did you know that cells will actually kill themselves if they are sick and then they'll let a stem cell take over in its place? All of that happens due to the reactions of enzymes and those enzymes happen in response to our microbiome. So let's start healing our microbiome, shall we? How can we do that? I'm gonna give you a list. And number one is to stop spraying. Stop spraying insecticides, weed killers, whatever sides, at your home and in your yards. This is a big problem because we typically use a lot more at home than the big farms do, percentage-wise. We overspray, and that gets into our water supply. Those dandelions you're trying to kill actually have a lot of nutritional value, so maybe pick the leaves, wash them, and add them to your salad. Hey. All right, number two, drink filtered water. I'm just going to say, in your water is hidden. Lots of runoff that includes medications and chemicals galore. So I highly recommend filtering your water. And speaking of water, number three, stop washing with antibacterial soaps. All that does is kill the microbiome on the surface of your skin, which can dry out your skin and cause things like eczema and more. Viruses are mainly airborne, not through hand contact anyway. So wash your hands with regular soap and wash your body in well water if possible. Magnesium is often depleted in our conventional water sources, but well water sometimes has more and magnesium is very well absorbed topically through the skin. Number four, stop using antibiotics unless it's critical. Here's why. One course of antibiotics increases the risk for major depressive disorder by 25% and panic attack and anxiety disorder by 19% for the course of 12 months. And if you have two courses of antibiotics, you have a 60% higher risk of panic, anxiety, depressive. That's because your brain is super sensitive to those kinds of things, not to mention your microbiome. So if you do have to have an antibiotic, try to avoid broad spectrum antibiotics and get something more targeted. Ask your doctor what other options are. You can also avoid things like aluminum-based deodorants or cosmetics, okay? Another big one is to get dirty or get outside. You know, when I was young, I was a military kid and we moved around a lot. We traveled a ton when we were in these different places. 
And I remember when we lived in Guam for three years, that place was like a dream for a kid and probably for microbiomes. (laughs) I played outside in my bathing suit. I played around in the dirt with our two boonie dogs who lived outside. I chased toads. I ran away from the creepy coconut crabs. I danced with my friends outside in the rain. I stomped on cockroaches. I was outside a lot. I was dirty a lot. And when we moved stateside, we did our best to hike outside and bike outside and do activities outside and and get into nature. And you know what I never remember as a child? Getting sick or having allergies. That stuff didn't happen to me until I had lived in one place for over 10 years and coincidentally had stopped traveling during that time. I also remember a time when I was a young adult and I got to be with my dad a few times in his pediatric practice. He would always chuckle when he watched a toddler crawling around or walking and leaning over trying to pick something off of the ground and then put it in in his mouth, right? And one time I motioned to take something out of a child's mouth and he's like, nah, let him. He's learning fine motor skills and developing immunity. And it turns out there's a lot to dirt. Exposure to many environments is great for your health because it introduces new and different microorganisms to your body. So one thing that you can do is intentionally reintroduce breathing in bacteria and fungi to your life. Breathe it in. You do this by exposing yourself to as many macro and micro ecosystems as you can. Go outside and sit and breathe and walk and breathe in nature, in different parks, in lakes and streams and mountains or plains or pastures or farms, etc. wherever you can. And if you can find ferns, that's always a good sign. You can also grow a garden and put your hands in soil. And if you are indoors during the week, make it a point to spend your weekends outside. You could also get a pet. They bring in dirt. That's good. You can also open your windows. That lets outside air in. And do that and let things circulate. Okay, another thing you can do is eat fermented foods and fiber. All right, so fermented foods, they actually have living microorganisms in them that you ingest. And all you need is one tablespoon a day. You can buy them or you can make your own with water and salt. It's pretty simple and just takes time. You can do kimchi, well that requires other spices, but sauerkraut, pickles, radishes, bok choy, pretty much any vegetable you can ferment with water and salt. You can also buy your own, one tablespoon a day. It's delicious and super good for you. Just let it have some time to work its magic. You can also be eating fiber, and actually all of us need to be eating fiber on a daily. This is food for your microorganisms. They're called prebiotics. If you take a probiotic supplement, there's no guarantee, A, that it has the quantity listed, or B, that it's actually going to repopulate in your system. Your tiny microbe friends need food, not just company. So you need to be eating things like stems and tubers and crunchy vegetables and things like that to get them the fiber they need. The other thing you can do is avoid sugar and artificial sweeteners, okay? Sugar, other than being highly addictive, inflammatory, and messing with metabolic health, it can also fit into the space in between the cells of your gut lining, which are usually very jam-packed together. But sugar has a way of getting all in there and encouraging leaky gut. Artificial sweeteners, there's all sorts of evidence that they are linked not only to illnesses and more hunger, but also to gut dysbiosis. So avoid sugar and artificial sweeteners. You also want to avoid seed oils. You guys, these oils are not naturally occurring. If you squeeze a corn kernel, it's not gonna give you oil. If you squeeze an olive, it will. 
Those seed oils like canola, grapeseed, vegetables, soy, etc., they are all so highly processed and rancid that there are stages of processing like frothing where things froth up and get nasty, and then they have to deodorize them because they are so foul. That is not normal or healthy. Additionally, seed oil has been shown to promote bad inflammation that breaks down immunity. So stick to natural occurring fats like extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, unrefined coconut oil, and saturated fats from wild pasture-raised animals are actually fine. They promote healing inflammation. And if you're eating a balanced diet of whole foods, chances are you're not gonna overeat on any one of those. Which leads me to my next two. You wanna eat fresh food, not factory food. If it comes in a box or a bag, or if it no longer looks like the plant it came from or its source, the chances are high that the natural fibers in it have been stripped away, first of all. And second of all, it has probably been made from some highly sprayed cash crop like soy, wheat, corn, sugar, or others. If what you're eating can go bad in about a week or so, that's a much better bet. If you'd like some options for grocery shopping, check out Thrive Market Online. It's all organic, non-GMO, and they do price matching, and of course, you don't have to go to the store. All right, you also want to rotate your foods. Plants have medicinal and toxic compounds naturally occurring. That's what keeps animals from eating them all up. Animals pick up on that, but humans don't. We also breed plants to have less of those toxic properties, but some highly nutritional plants also have anti-nutritional properties that are meant to not absorb the good stuff, right? For example, spinach is one of those. It has anti-nutritional properties. Some people are more sensitive to others. But a good idea is instead of eating the same foods over and over again, which will provide one type of vitamin or mineral or whatever over and over, you want to rotate your foods so you're not overeating one kind. Eating seasonally is a great way to do this, and it's super friendly to your microbiome. Diversity is healthy and encouraged. We want diversity in people and microorganisms. And lastly, to make a really big difference, we want to shop from organic regenerative farms. We really need to support our local organic and hopefully regenerative farms. I recently learned that the top centimeter of soil is lost every time it rains because our farm soil is so dead. The water can't even penetrate, so it washes away. Chemical sprays cause this, but also so does overtilling from a lot of organic farms who overtill the soil and kill it that way instead of chemically. So what we need to do is regenerative crop rotations to heal it. The soil in the Midwest of the United States is some of the most depleted in the world and is known to be so. And the problem is that currently our banks will only give loans to farmers if they use genetically modified crops and using the sprays, even though those have lower yields each year. But there have been some people who have been working with Dr. Zach Bush and other people, and after three to four years of cover cropping and regenerative practices, farmers are having a higher yield than with GMO practices. Farmers that have switched are seeing the same yield in year one, and many are seeing $500 to $900 per acre, as opposed to $40 an acre with GMO. Definitely check out Dr. Zach Bush's work on this if if farming is something that interests you. Check out the documentary Farmer's Footprint. Organic farming is currently around 5% of the global market. And Monsanto said if it ever reached 16% of the market, they would lose their foothold. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's worth a try. Don't you? 
You can use the EWG's Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 to know which produce you absolutely want to be buying organic because if you're not, you're eating a chemical bomb or which ones you can afford to use conventionally. Usually things like berries and apples and celery where you eat the whole thing, like green leaves, you want to, those to be organic. And things that you can peel, like oranges and bananas, um, sweet potatoes, you don't. I'll put the link to EWG in the show notes for you so you can check it out. So those are the many ways we can help heal our guts. Stop spraying, avoid antibiotic meds and antibacterial soaps, drink filtered water, get dirty and get outside, eat fermented foods and fiber, avoid sugar, artificial sweeteners, eat fresh seasonal food instead of foods from factory and support regenerative farms. When we do these things, we are going to start serenading the bacteria and microbes inside of us, singing like Elton John. Hold me closer, tiny healers. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Shop the farms instead of factories. By the way, if you are worried about greenhouse gases, this is something you'll want to know. If we convert 5 million acres of farmland to regenerative practices, we will lower greenhouse gases. How? Because methane's top producer, yeah, is agriculture and cattle plays part of that, but a huge issue is the sugarcane farming. Sugarcane has zero nutrition, is highly subsidized by the government, and grows really well on dead soil. So there's a lot being grown right now. And the problem is all the leftover cane and leaf cannot compost. It literally piles up, rots on the side of the road, and that produces methane. So if we switch up the crop and heal the soil, no more methane from the sugarcane. The other thing that regenerative farms will do is restore the microbiome of the soil. This is key because the more fungus and bacteria we have in the soil, the more methane can be absorbed. They're the ones that do it. The wonderful thing about mother nature and our bodies is that they are resilient. Ecosystems will recover if we let them without our intervention. We can see the fungal and biodiversity return quite quickly if we give them a chance. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Please share this series with someone else and encourage them to listen because we truly can make a difference. So thank you, thank you. Until next time, keep practicing health every day. Bye-bye.